It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome in to tonight's postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. The Golden Knights fall to the Buffalo Sabres 3-1, the final score from Buffalo and Jack Eichel's return to playing the Sabres for the first time as a member of the Vegas Golden Knights. To help us uh, break this one down, we bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And, you know, Dan, I, let's start at the beginning here. I, you know, the, the hostile environment, the Buffalo Sabres seem to really feed off of that for the first 20 minutes, and it took the Golden Knights quite a while to get their legs under them. Yeah, I don't think they ever did, <laughs> to yeah. be honest with you. It, Fair. Uh, you know, the, the way that, uh, you know, the, the, the crowd can impact a team, we know it so well from how the crowd can at least uh, historically impact the Golden Knights. It has been such a great home ice advantage. Not the case this year. So rarely has the crowd here in Buffalo um, provided any sort of energy. And when it has been audible, it's been directed at the home team, at the Sabres. But they finally had uh, another victim, and today it was Jack Eichel. And who knows how that might have affected uh, the Golden Knights overall. It probably affected Jack. We heard... Alex Petrangelo and Ben Hutton and, you know, Ben said, well, maybe, you know, it'll be used as motivation for Jack. Well, in one way or another, it was, as Darren said a moment ago, out of 11 games, this was his 11th best. And uh, just the Knights overall uh, did not seem to uh, play their best hockey. They can talk about scoring chances all they want. Um, it's sort of like the, the analogy of a music teacher saying to a pupil, I hear all the right notes, but I don't hear the music. And this is a team that might be doing certain things right, but they are failing to score goals. That means they're failing to win games. And uh, at this stage of the season, you can't lose consecutive games against Philadelphia and Buffalo and expect to remain firmly in the playoff picture. Not to say they're out of it, obviously, mm -hmm. but uh, how this gets turned around uh, becomes a harder riddle to unravel. And I mean, for you know, for the Golden Knights, it's it's all coming down to the inability to put the puck in the back of the net. You, you talk about uh, scoring chances or lack thereof right now for the Golden Knights. And you know, I heard your your interview with Steve Spot earlier about middle lane getting to the front of the net. Just not enough of that for the Golden Knights over the last couple of games. No, it, and we brought it up in the third period when the Knights got a few bodies to the blue ice, and one of them was Zach Whitecloud. And Darren made the astute observation: if you're a young defenseman learning how to play the position. If you find yourself up in the rush, especially the way the Golden Knights play, you don't have to immediately back off just because you might think of yourself as a defenseman. And White Cloud got there. You wonder about why more players are not finding their way there. It's easier said than done. But uh, the Knights seem to not be demonstrating the killer instinct. That's another phrase that we've used recently. And, and part of that means putting the other team on its heels. But when you've got uh, that emotional boost behind you, as the Sabres clearly did today, um, that, that's a hard thing to do. The Sabres did not look like they were on their heels at any point today while the Knights were trying to make perfect plays. Uh, the middle lane drive can occur when uh, there is space to do so and speed to be built. And the Sabres did a strong job of preventing much of that at all today. So when you look at tomorrow night against the Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, it's, it's a different class of opponent for the Golden Knights. And right now, uh, I don't want to use the word fragile, but certainly the confidence isn't there in the game of the Golden Knights. How do you turn the page, turn the corner, and, and put together a strong 60-minute effort tomorrow against the Penguins? 
Well, that is the question, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know, Ryan, but yeah. I, I would wonder if they uh, stick with the forward groupings that they had today, just in terms of line combos. I don't know that there are healthy bodies that might go in. Daniil Mirmanov is here as a defenseman, but uh, I'm not sure that that is uh, a solution. Um, it seemed to me that as the Knights in recent games have changed forward combos on the fly during games, they didn't do as much of that today. So maybe the thinking has come towards, you know, we're changing it up so much, nobody's figuring it out. Maybe we ought to leave it the same for a while if no one is imminently returning to the lineup. So maybe they go back with the same group and uh, look for better results but have secondary options in their back pocket should they need to adjust. Um, I, I, I'm not sure that there's too much more I can offer than that. Uh, the the tic-tac-toe, the X's and O's, uh, the video review, all of those things that the coaches talk about. Um, talk is cheap, as they say. It's about the Golden Knights players um, doing what they need to do to win hockey games. And, you know, they, they didn't score near enough. That's part of the problem. But, you know, you also have to be better disciplined to not take a penalty yeah. in the final minutes. That's totally unnecessary. And uh, that's what burned them today. And the Knights, who knows if they would have gotten a, a win if Marcia So hadn't taken that penalty. But that's simply one that uh, you simply cannot take that penalty. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you, Dan. Now, I, I kind of approaching this from a different angle. Obviously, we know how much this, this game meant and to, to Jack Eichel, how important it was for him, but it, it's not lost on me that Peyton Krebs opens the scoring for Buffalo and Alex Tuck finishes the night for the Sabres with an empty net goal. I, I mean, we, we've been around those players for quite a while in their careers. I, the moment for those two had to had to be something that they had circled on their calendar for this game. No doubt about it. And they both played uh, at T-Mobile Arena. And there's mm -hmm. something about going into that old home. But now they welcome the Golden Knights into their new home. And when you've got a, a lackluster club that's not going to the playoffs, you find other ways to motivate yourself. And uh, you're just watching morning skate today. There, were, there was a full morning skate for the Buffalo Sabres today. While Colin Miller did not play in the game, he was out there. Big smile, lots of energy from him. You know, Malcolm Subban uh, was not on the ice. He is injured, has only played four games for the Sabres this year. Uh, Cody Eakin, of course, as well. So, you know, th there, it was a, um, uh, there, there was a purpose. This is not a team just playing out the string here. And, um, yeah, so it's those guys, Tuck and Krebs, all the teammates want to uh, play for them. It's not so much that the teammates are trying to take down Jack Eichel. That's a lot more from the fans. I think that... Um, you know, you get energy from the crowd because there's any sort of reaction, but then it's also a boost. Those guys uh, who are Tuck and Krebs teammates, um, you know, just like the Golden Knights so often rose to the occasion to, let's say, help Marcia So and Smith against the Panthers or Carlson against the Blue Jackets or go on and on and on. We have seen it so often, and it was uh, the Knights getting a dose of what used to be their medicine. Now, Dan, I, last one here for me, obviously, with Robin Leonard returning to Vegas to get some, uh, some imaging done for a lower body injury. Uh, I guess the, the question becomes, do you go back to Loren Brossois tomorrow against Pittsburgh? We've seen him play back-to-backs before, or do you go to Logan Thompson uh, for, for tomorrow night's game? It's a good question. Of course, Thompson's last game with the Knights was a win in San Jose. Thompson looked good. In two games for Henderson since then, he is 0-1-1. A couple of games this month. Um, you know, Brossois looked good to me today. I yeah. wouldn't mind if the Knights went back to him. Um, that's a conversation I'm sure that Mike Rosati, the goalie coach, will have 
uh, with the rest of the staff. I wouldn't be surprised if Brossois goes again, uh, given the fact that the Penguins are not the San Jose Sharks. But uh, I, I think that uh, at this point, um, you know, you, you see how the Knights played in front of Thompson in San Jose, you know, trying to get him his first win. You know, does that factor into it at all? Probably not. Um, but, uh, you know, it's not like Brossois has been inundated with a lot of minutes. He seems uh, fresh enough that he'd be able to go right back in there tomorrow if uh, the coaching staff wants to go that way. I think, uh, you know, from a physical standpoint, it's not a long flight to Pittsburgh. Uh, it should be, uh, should be something uh, that uh, Brossois can handle. All right, Dan. Well, as always, thanks for joining me here on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show. Uh, have fun tomorrow in Pittsburgh, and we'll talk to you then. Sounds good. Thank you, Ryan. That is the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva, as we break down a 3-1 to one loss to the Buffalo Sabres. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Golden Knights lose to the Buffalo Sabres 3-1, the final score. 32-23-4, and 68 points on the year for the Vegas Golden Knights. Dropped their last two to Philadelphia and here to Buffalo. Uh, starting this five-game road trip. 0-2, not ideal for the Golden Knights, especially when you consider uh, what's ahead now for Vegas. You've got Pittsburgh tomorrow on a back-to-back. -back. Uh, certainly going to need more from the Golden Knights in tomorrow night's effort against the Pittsburgh Penguins. The post-game injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. We talked about it in the pregame show. Robin Leonard sent back to Vegas for testing on a lower body injury. Uh, as Pete DeBoer confirmed earlier today, it is not an upper body injury. It does not have to do with the ailment that kept Robin out for 20 days through February into March. Um, it's a different ailment for Robin Leonard, and that's just kind of the, the only way to describe it, the only way to, to, to get that information across. Do we know the severity of it? No. Do we have any idea of what a time frame looks like for Robin Leonard? No, not really, but the fact that he was sent back to Vegas, uh, certainly not going to be available tomorrow, and I would probably rule him out of the rest of the road trip for the Vegas Golden Knights. So you've got kind of a, a tentative a, a tentative idea of how long Robin Leonard is going to be out. Also, wouldn't be a bad idea to just kind of pause for a moment and think about all the players right now for the Golden Knights not in the lineup. Mark Stone, of course, out of the lineup. Brett Howden, out of the lineup. Nolan Patrick, out of the lineup. Alec Martinez, Braden McNabb, out of the lineup for the Vegas Golden Knights, all because of injury. Um, not excuses, not throwing excuses out there. It's simple fact, the Golden Knights have been pretty banged up all year long, but when you look at the roster tonight, you look at the players on the ice, this is a game, the Golden Knights, with the roster they had available to them, this was a game they could have won. This is a game that they should have won, and, and one that I think you look at and you say, at the end of the year, you hope that these games, these points left on the table are not the difference between making the playoffs and missing the playoffs. And I think that's that's really kind of where it's at right now for the Golden Knights. These two games specifically against Philadelphia, against Buffalo, you you understand that on any given night, any team can beat any team in the NHL. But for the Golden Knights, coming into this road trip off of two 
important wins. I'm not going to say impressive, but important. You just felt like maybe there was going to be a, a, a momentum shift in this season for Vegas. And, you know, I, I think the interesting thing about it is earlier on in the year, next man up was working for the Golden Knights. Next man up was finding the back of the net. You big time, big time moments from Jake LeCision and Jonas Ronberg and Paul Cotter. But right now, that, that next man up mentality just is not clicking for the Golden Knights. And I don't know if it's fatigue from having to deal with injuries all season long, if it's just an inability to get any cohesion going with who is in the lineup or isn't in the lineup over the course of a game-to-game -game basis. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't have the answers. If I had the answers, then you, you'd probably understand that Pete DeBoer had the answers and results would be coming for the Golden Knights. They're just not right now. They're just not. And I think this game was kind of a, a perfect highlight of that. It, I would make the argument that if Jack Eichel was not playing in this game, it's a very different situation for both teams. Because the, the fans in Buffalo were on fire tonight. They were going. And I think for a, a large portion of that first 20 minutes, that first period, the Buffalo Sabres fed off of the energy that their fans were providing them and we knew what the talking points were going into this game it was jack eichel's return to buffalo it was jack eichel's triumphant return to the team that he began his career with it was an ability or or at least a, a thought that jack would come in have a massive game against his former team because we know how competitive he is and we know what he's trying to prove in this moment and it's not lost on me that this was maybe, offensively speaking, one of the toughest games for Jack Eichel to play in his career. It had the potential to be one of the most important games of his career, but it was a tough go for everyone on the Vegas Golden Knights. So the talk going into it was Jack Eichel's return, but it would be another player involved in that trade that made the impact first. It was Peyton Krebs opening the scoring in the first period. As the Sabres come in, centering try, tipped into the goal. Buffalo strikes first. Peyton Krebs against his own club. Fourth goal for Peyton Krebs. Sabres on top, 1-0, eight minutes into the game. Peyton Krebs, his fourth of the year from Vinny Hinestroza and Dylan Cousins at 7.53 of the first period, makes it 1-0. Buffalo, no goals were scored in the second period, although there were a couple of fights, the Golden Knights, uh, not able to to find any any goals or any really dangerous chances, but the pushback was there physically. The pushback was there uh, from a team toughness perspective, which I've been told this year is missing from the Golden Knights, but that's another story for another day. So we head to the third period. The Golden Knights down one to nothing, and it took nearly 52 minutes, but the Golden Knights finally broke through as Ben Hutton's point shot ties the game. Darlene deep in his own zone, trying to find a teammate to break out. A shot, score from the right point. A seeing eye goal for Ben Hutton. Off the crossbar and in, the Knights have tied it. Eight minutes to go in the third period. Ben Hutton's third goal of the year, unassisted at 12.01. Should have been the AAA insurance save of the game. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA outsmart life. 
but unfortunately for the Golden Knights, Jonathan Marchessault takes a big hit in the corner, gets up, retaliates with a slash. That penalty would be called, and with four and just four minutes after Ben Hutton tied the game, Victor Olofsson would score the power play goal to give Buffalo the lead once again. On the right side, Olofsson across to the left wing side, a shot, score! Victor Olofsson, two to one, Buffalo power play goal. The Sabers take the lead back. Victor Olofsson's 10th of the year from Kyle Ocposo and Henry Yokiharu at 16, 16 of the third period, made it 2-1 Buffalo, a power play goal. Then the Golden Knights would pull Loren Brossois. Jack, I uh, Jack Eichel would have the puck just inside the blue line. Alex Tuck would strip Eichel of the puck and ice the game with an empty net goal. Buffalo wins the faceoff, rimmed around, kept in the zone, left point. Now Eichel busted up by Tuck. Tuck into the offensive zone, he shoots, he scores! Alex Tuck against his old club. 3-1 Buffalo with 36 seconds to play. Alex Tuck, his eighth of the year, unassisted at 19-24 of the third period, makes it 3-1 Buffalo, an empty net goal, and all that was left in this one was the final call. Puck behind for Eichel, centered to no one. Sabres get it. Under Coglin's stick, out to center, and the horn signals the end of the game. Final score, Buffalo 3, Vegas 1. 3-1 three to one the final score. The Golden Knights drop this one to the Buffalo Sabres, 0-2 on this five-game road trip. The Golden Knights have a chance to remedy that tomorrow night against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Puck drop at 4 o'clock, pregame show at 3 o'clock. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance postgame show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights fall to the Buffalo Sabres 3-1. The final score, Vegas 32-23-4, 68 points on the year for the Golden Knights. And, you know, again, you look at this one, it's, it's points left on the table, and that's the way that you have to view it. That's the way that you have to look at it. When you are playing a team below you in the standings and you are fighting tooth and nail for a playoff spot, and, and this is really the first time in, in Golden Knights history where this late in the season you are fighting for positioning. You're not jockeying for first place, second place, where you're going to finish at the top of the division. This is the first time for the Golden Knights where you are, are legitimately fighting to solidify your place in the playoffs. And when you have an opportunity to play against teams below you in the standing, you need to come away with points. Even if the Golden Knights find a way to just get a point out of this one, when you're not scoring, when there's when the confidence isn't there for your in your game, Ben Hutton scores that goal. You have to hold on to at least force overtime. And you know, for the Golden Knights, like I'm not going to sit here and get so I'm trying to find the right word. I'm not going to sit here and and drag Jonathan Marchessault through the mud here. I'm not going to do it because. There have been countless moments 
throughout Golden Knights history where you've needed a big play, you needed a big goal, you needed a player to step up and score a massive goal. 99% of the time it's been Jonathan Marcheseau. So. It has. Was the penalty that he took a bad penalty? Yes. Was it the wrong time in the game to let your emotions boil over? Absolutely. But you'd hope that your teammates, the same teammates that you have lifted time and time again, would be able to bail you out in this one. And it wasn't to be for the Golden Knights. And I understand that it's razor thin. That there are moments, right, where you just simply cannot retaliate. You cannot make that play. You cannot take that penalty. I get all of it. What I'm saying is, benefit of the doubt does go to Jonathan Marcheseau in this one. Would you have liked a different reaction? Sure you would. Would you have liked Jonathan Marcheseau to have just been able to put a, a cap on it, bottle it up, not do that? Yes. But the fact of the matter is, against Buffalo... And now against Philadelphia, just two goals in two games against these teams is not going to win you many hockey games. And hoping for overtime is not where the Golden Knights need to be as an organization, as a team right now. Like, these are games where the Golden Knights should be going in and within 10 minutes they should be breaking the will of their opponent. And I recognize and I fully understand that this is a team right now that does not have confidence in their offensive game, it, all it's going to take is one game. And, and I, I recognize I said that about Anaheim, but that Anaheim game, while the goals were coming, it wasn't traditionally how you expect the Golden Knights to score. Rush opportunities have just not been there for the Golden Knights. Not having Riley Smith in the lineup tonight it certainly helps. You, you, you need more than just a line. And I think when the Golden Knights loaded up and you put Marcheseau with Eichel and Pacioretty, certainly I get what you're trying to do. You are trying to, to tip the scales in your favor because you believe that that collection of talent is better than anything else the Buffalo Sabres can put on the ice. And I get all that, and I, I understand it. But the hope, my hope anyway, is that Riley Smith is able to go tomorrow for the, for the Golden Knights because if you're going to be a top-line team, a one-line team against the Pittsburgh Penguins... That's going to be a tall order for any club, much less a club right now in the Golden Knights that is not confident in their offensive game. We're back to wrap it up next on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights lose to the Buffalo Sabres 3-1, the final score. Vegas 32-23 and 468 points on the year for the time being. Still in third place in the Pacific Division, but the opportunity to pad that lead, the opportunity to create some distance between themselves and the Edmonton Oilers, dwindling with every game that passes. And for the Golden Knights, uh, you're going to have to find your game quickly because you've got the Pittsburgh Penguins tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Puck drop, 3 o'clock pregame show. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. So it was the Buffalo Sabres team that was feeding off of the energy of their fan base. 
and their fan base was fired up because it was the return of Jack Eichel to Buffalo for the first time as a member of the Vegas Golden Knights, and he was booed every single time he was on the ice. Not when he touched the puck. Every single time Jack Eichel was on the ice, he was booed. And it led to this quote. Here's Ben Goetz. He tweeted it out. This quote from Jack Eichel. Yeah, that's about the loudest I've heard this place ever. Really, it only took seven years of me leaving for them to get into the game. And there's emotion, right? Like, I, I, I get the emotion of Jack Eichel. I understand it had to be an incredibly difficult, difficult game, dif- difficult atmosphere. And frankly, it had to suck. Uh, to be booed by fans that, that you left everything on the ice for when you were there for five and a half years and because things didn't go the way that people expected them to and because there was the trade and all that stuff, it had to suck. It, it just it, it had to really be hard to lose this game in the way that the Golden Knights lost it. So for Jack Eichel, fortunately, that one's over with. You're on to the next one. That's Pittsburgh tomorrow at 4 o'clock. That'll do it for us here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Presented by Dollar Loan Center, this is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network Post Game Show. Presented by AAA Insurance. Our local coverage continues next with game highlights, interviews, and your phone call at 702-876-1340. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, broadcasting live from Parkway Tavern on Mark Street here in Henderson. 702-876-1340 is the number, 702-876-1340. Golden Knights fall to the Buffalo Sabres 3-1. to one. It's your postgame show. We're going in any direction you want to. Quite frankly, because I'm at a loss here. I'm at a loss as to why the Golden Knights are unable to find their offense. I'm at a loss as to why the Golden Knights just do not have the same confidence and swagger in their offensive game. And I know that ordinarily I'd sit here and I'd talk about the injuries. Ordinarily I'd sit here and I'd talk about Mark Stone being out of the lineup and Brett Howden and, and Nolan Patrick and Riley Smith and Robin Leonard and Braden McNabb and the list goes on and on and on. But that's not anything new. This isn't a new situation that the Golden Knights are dealing with. It's been all year. And earlier on in the season... When the Golden Knights started 1-4, and four, they needed to rattle off wins. They needed to find next man up, and they found it. So it's not like this team hasn't proven before that they can do it. Is it a big ask to ask them to do it for 82 games? Probably. But we know it's there. I don't know why it's not happening. I don't know why it isn't able to come to fruition. I don't know why the Golden Knights are unable to put the puck in the back of the net so that's why it's your postgame show, 702-876-1340. You got ideas? Let's hear them. You want to vent? Go right ahead. You want to talk about tomorrow against the Penguins? I'm all ears. 
702-876-1340. Let's head out to the phone lines, bring in Fernando. Hey, Fernando, how you doing? Doing okay, Ryan. Um, another tough loss tonight. Um, the team energy was good. Um, a power play, again, um, I think it was 0 for 4. And um, we had seven penalties tonight. That's 20 minutes. That's, that's too much. And, uh, well, we won, in a way, we won the two fights. <laughs> it's okay to get frustration out. It's okay to do that, you do know, you once think, in a while. Do you, but um, do you Hold on. Do you think they'll be better for it tomorrow? Uh, yes, I think they will. I yeah. think they got out some frustration, get out some, you know, and uh, give it to the team a little bit and maybe fire them up for um, tomorrow night. And um, I've been going by um, periods, you know, who wins the period in – you know, tonight Buffalo won the first, the second was a draw, and the third won by Buffalo too. But we got to win more periods, and um, hopefully um, Stone will come back when he's ready, and um, hopefully things will, ch- will change then, you know, on the, the road to the playoffs or to get a spot there. Um, well, if this, um, this road trip doesn't go well, maybe we can get another score. Maybe get another goaltender just in case. Just in case. How but, how how would you do that with uh, with the fact that the Golden Knights are currently over the salary cap? Well, like I, you, you you'd have to you'd have to make trades, right? So you'd have to subtract from what's on the on the roster right now. That's assuming that Mark Stone is unable to come back. Like if Mark Stone's able to come back, you activate him. You've got to make additional moves just to get cap compliant. So like at, at how how. How are you bringing in another goal scorer? How are you bringing in another goaltender? Um, refresh my memory about the cap salary. If we go over it, the team has to pay for it. Is that true? Oh well, no. You you can't be over the salary cap. So when you ice a roster for every single game, it has to be under eighty-one and a half million dollars, no matter what. So like right now, the Golden Knights could not activate Mark Stone from LTIR because they would be over the salary cap. Okay, I'm getting confused with the sports because some sports have luxury taxes where if you go over the cap, you have to pay the extra tax on it. You know? Yeah, I mean? not the case in hockey. Okay. Hey, have a good night. Thank you. All right, thanks, Fernando. Um, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting, right? Like, this is a team that is expecting to go on a playoff run. This is a team that is expecting to win a Stanley Cup. This is a team that went all in with Jack Eichel, and you can't control injuries, and there's no – divorcing injuries from what's going on right now at the Vegas Golden Knights. But, you know, the idea that you can get to the trade deadline, which is on March 21st, so just about 11 days away, the idea that you can go in and and try to fix whatever the ailments are, I, I don't think that that really exists right now for the Golden Knights. Unless, right, like unless there's more money going on to LTIR. Like, we, we don't know the extent of Robin Leonard's injury. We don't know what that looks like. Um, you know, Alec Martinez has not played since November. Um, we, we just don't know what the severity of some of the ailments are. Matias Yanmark out of the lineup. Brett Howden out of the lineup. Like, there are a bunch of questions there. But, you know, the fact of the matter is, would it be prudent for the Golden Knights to move roster players to try to chase other players? I don't know. Time will tell between now and the, and the trade deadline how the Golden Knights approach that. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head out to the phone lines. Bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Hey, uh, wherever you keep that panic button, would you take it off the shelf and dust it off? Because uh, we're, <laughs> we're about ready to push it. Uh, it. It's getting serious now. 
Yeah, and I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not going to disagree with you. You drop two to Philadelphia and Buffalo. Um, you, you've only got what four goals in the last three games against Ottawa, Philly, and Buffalo. Yeah, it's it's concerning, Mike, for sure. Well, a week and a half ago, somebody at practice told me, "Well, don't worry, we can go over the luxury tax and just uh, luxury uh, and pay a luxury tax." And of course, you just dispelled that rumor. That's a baseball rule, not a hockey rule. Yeah. So throw that out the window. What I do think, though, is uh, something you said earlier. Uh, maybe I don't know if you said it or not. Uh, I think you did. You said this team, as it's constructed, should be able to beat Buffalo and Philadelphia. So, if I assume that, then I have to assume that the team, as it's constructed, is not good enough to beat anybody of substance. Therefore, I have to assume that people like Dodnoff, Dodonoff, and people like even uh, as much as we love him, William Carlson, people like that have to be trade bait, don't they? I, I mean, I, that's a philosophical question, Mike. Like. Are, are, are you going to be a seller at a deadline when you expected to be a cup contender? I'm going to be a seller if I'm five points out of the playoffs a week from today or a week and a half from today, and it's still time. There yeah. would be still time. I mean, I, I don't know that, that we're looking at that right I now. I hope not. Right? Like, because as it stands right now, the Golden Knights are, are still in in the playoffs. They're still third in the Pacific Division. Um, the Edmonton Oilers are right behind them, sure. But, you know, two things have to happen. The Golden Knights have to continue to play this way. And I don't know that I believe that this is what the Golden Knights are going to be down the stretch. I, I just, I don't know if I believe that. Just because well. every time they've they've kind of had those stretches where it's been mediocre at best, they've responded with a massive win streak. And I just feel like, there's, there's got to be some response here from this Golden Knights team. So I, I don't know that in a week you're going to be looking at a, at a situation where the Golden Knights are five points out of a playoff spot. That would be a massive, massive turnaround for the Edmonton Oilers to be able to do that to Vegas. Right. I think I was being overly dramatic with the five points out of the playoff spot. But if you're on the bubble, as we are, Mm-hmm. then you've got to look for 10 or 12 or $15 million to trade away to get the kind of people that Fernando just talked about, I think. Yeah, I don't think that you're going to be able to, to make those moves for, for the trade deadline. Like, I don't think you're going to be able to make those moves for this season. right? Like, the, because the, the, the point is, you're going to need teams that are looking to take on salary too. And when you've got half the team right up against, uh, right, half the teams in the NHL right up against the salary cap, like no one's taking on money just to take on money for you. No, they're not going to do any favors. Yeah, they're not so, going to do any favors. You're so, absolutely so, right. So, and you're, I, so that's the question, why you're in the hot seat for these shows. Because so, surely you know what you're talking about. So the question becomes, like, if, you know, if you're throwing out Evgeny Dodonov, if you're throwing out William Carlson, if you're throwing out you know, these, these players that, that you feel should be moved or could be moved or whatever the case to free up salary cap, that's under the, under the idea that you're not going to retain any salary because if you were retaining salary, it defeats the purpose of making the trade and trying to bring players in. Um, so you're looking, at, you're looking at teams that are going to want an Evgeny Dodonov or a William Carlson at full ticket. I, I don't think there's a lot of teams out there that can, that can do that right now. I don't know who they are. I don't know the lay of the land like you guys do. I just know that this team, as currently constructed, cannot beat anybody. That's the 
real core of the problem. And well, we've got to stop putting so much pressure on Superman because Jack Eichel can't single-handedly bring us out of this funk. He just can't do it. Yeah, no, I, thank you for the call, Mike. I, I agree with you. Um, you know, the, the Golden Knights are getting a little bit too deferential to Jack Eichel, kind of looking at him to be the guy, to be the one that kind of pulls everyone out of this one. And, you know, you can make the argument that if you're a superstar, you were brought in to be the guy, you got to get there. But, you know, again, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, again, you're talking about a player that's got just 11 games in, in over a year. So that's a tough one. And, and Mike, just because I feel this roster should beat Buffalo, and they didn't do it, doesn't necessarily mean that this is a roster that can't beat anybody. Like, it's it's perfectly possible that in 24 hours we're having a conversation about how this Golden Knights team, as currently constructed, just beat a very good Pittsburgh Penguins team. So, kind of going against my own rule of overreacting to one game, but when the game is as big as it was tonight, as big as it was billed to be uh, in Jack's return to Buffalo, I think that we can break that rule tonight. 702-876-1340 is a number. Let's head out to the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing okay. Um, well, you know, you said at the beginning that you're at a loss for words, and I don't even know why I called in right now because I, I don't even know what to say. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I know anything about anything about the salary cap Yeah. Um, so or the number of hits or penalties or any of that. Um, well, you know, I will, bottom line is we can't win games if we only score one goal. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to win many hockey games at this level uh, scoring one or less goals. Like, obviously, you're not going to win any if you score less than one goal. Uh, but, you know, for the Golden Knights, like, it's it, uh, we're, like we're, we're at a point where we just want two, right? Like, that's kind of where it's at right now for the Golden Knights offensively. And, you know, you're, you're not going to win very many games regardless of, of what happens with the opposition, regardless of the type of goaltending you're getting. If you can't get to three goals in the league, you're, you're going to have a hard time putting points on the board. Yeah. I mean, and I, I, how we get there, I have no idea, honestly. I, yep. I don't know. Um, I, and I don't want to harp on the injuries, but are any of those people that you mentioned, are they on this road trip? Is Patrick coming back? Do we know? I mean, um, I know that Nolan Patrick was on the ice for morning skate before the Philadelphia game uh, in a in a uh, regular jersey, so out of the non-contact jersey, but obviously not able to go I, on the trip, though, so that's positive. Uh, beyond that, I, I don't really know. As far as Riley Smith goes, we're not sure if it was uh, injury or illness. Uh, Will Carrier a couple of games ago was game-time decision because of the flu. So um, there's unanswered questions, and thank you, Stephanie, for the call as to who will be available for the Golden Knights tomorrow, but that's just kind of been uh, all season long. You're, you're, you're going into 59 games, almost 60 games now, and it's been a rotating cast of characters every single night for the Vegas Golden Knights as to who is or isn't in the lineup. Let's head back out of the phone lines, bring in Rita. Hey, Rita, how you doing? Well, um, I didn't break, but I bent quite a bit tonight. I really want to cry. I want to cry for me. I want to cry for the team. And mostly I want to cry for Jack. Yeah. But the bright side of this is maybe it'll piss him off. I mean, Jack can't be happy. And it doesn't take much for Patches and him to get on a on a hot streak. That's what I'm hoping for tomorrow night. And they can do it. Yeah. But it's been hard waiting. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm with you, Rita, and thank you for the call. I, I think that you need to find some type of motivation. 
whatever that is, some external motivation beyond just this is your job, you have pride in your game, you've got to find something. And I think for Jack Eichel, kind of given um, some of the quotes that, or a quote that I saw out of Jack um, from this game, I think there's going to be a new fire lit under Jack Eichel when he takes the ice tomorrow night against the Pittsburgh Penguins. We're back with more of your calls next on the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Hey, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights fall to the Buffalo Sabres 3-1 in Jack Eichel's return to Buffalo for the first time as a member of the Vegas Golden Knights. We're back with more of your phone calls. Let's go out to the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm Stephanie number two today. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like the the universe is all backwards. I don't know what's going on. Uh, but what do you got for me? Uh, that I mean, nothing makes sense. The world is confusing. Yeah. It. You know, th- at this point, all I can really think is that the team is victimized by the injuries and the lineup mix-ups and not knowing what's going on all at night. But but that's been happening every year. But at this point in the season, I think that other teams are really well aware of what is going on in Vegas and how much the lineup is changing. And they're just attacking that and capitalizing on how disjointed everything has been so recently. Yeah, you know, I think there's an element to that too, um, for sure. But, you know, like for me, this game boiled down to – this game boiled down to the Buffalo Sabres really feeding off of their crowd and, and wanting to prove a point to, to Jack Eichel and the Vegas Golden Knights. And it's like it's not lost on me that Peyton Krebs and Alex Tucker are the two guys that, that kind of factor in most in this game because you're involved in that trade. You want to show well. Yeah, I can't disagree there. It's for sure Buffalo had... They, they were into it tonight, which, I mean, is good good for Buffalo. You know, I think every fan base kind of deserves to get to have games they can feel good about or at least feel something about. <laughs> so, you know, I just hopefully the road trip can get turned around and yep. tomorrow's going to be a tough day against Pittsburgh because I'm assuming we're not going to get Leonard back. Hopefully we can get uh, Riley Smith back, but... You know, the, all I can do is believe that the, they're going to go out there and put out their best and use this as some motivation to show up and do well. Yeah, you know what, Stephanie, thank you for the call. Um, you know, what, what's the saying? It's always darkest right before the, the dawn, right? And, you know, for me, this is, this is a tough spot for the Vegas Golden Knights. But if they dig deep, if they can turn things around, if they can go on a run, then you might be playing your best hockey and you might be getting as close to health as you've been all year long by the time the playoffs roll around. It's not over. You're still in a playoff spot. Pick yourselves up and and just put in a a solid 60 minutes tomorrow against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Let's go back out to the phone lines, bring in Steven. Hey, Steven, how you doing? Yeah. um, (laughs) Yeah, that kind of sums it up. Yeah. Um, But that that was a tough one. 
a fun note. It's all the essence today. Two Stephanie's and a Stephen. That sounds like a good sitcom. Um, yeah, you know, like I, what what Vegas has been doing to teams these last couple of years, revenge games and all that sort of thing. Like that's basically what happened tonight. Vegas was on the receiving end. You know, Peyton Krebs, Alex Tuck, and you know, I, I can't be mad at either of those two because they're just such they're just such lovely people. Like. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm angry at Vegas. I'm angry at Jonathan Marshall. So, like, I know you want the call, but you cannot slash a player directly in front of the referee and then get angry when you go to the box for it, regardless of whether or not the ref, you know, screwed up, you know, 10 seconds beforehand. You can't be doing that. Jonathan, I, I, I can't even put the blame on Marshall so costing us this game because Vegas just didn't turn up. I mean, when your only goal comes from noted goal scorer Ben Hutton on the world's most ridiculous shot that wasn't even a shot, yeah. like because like because it hits the crossbar and goes in, I'm pretty sure that doesn't even count as a shot on goal. Like your XG there, and I hate XG, but it's zero point zero one. Like that is not a goal that you should be relying on to tie a game. Like. I know you've got the injuries and all of that, but at the same time, these are all players who have been selected to play in the National Hockey League. They are the elite of the elite. And when you can't turn up, like, what are we doing here, honestly? Like, it's just, it's absolutely ridiculous. And I'm, I'm kind of, I don't know, I'm just kind of over it, honestly. Well, yeah, Stephen, thank you for the call. Uh, listen, I... It's it's certainly tough, right? Like because I'm with you in in a number of different ways. Like that that penalty on Jonathan Marshall, so you can't take it. I understand why you do. I get the the frustration, especially given the recent run of play for the Golden Knights. But you know, the fact of the matter is, you, you just you just can't do it, especially when, as you mentioned, you get a gift of a goal. And you know, it's it's not so much that the Golden Knights are relying on it. That's that's just what they're hoping for at this point is throwing the puck at the net and hoping that something goes in and hoping that that creates a spark and, and, and anything that you got off of that play finding its way in, uh, you lose on the on the penalty. But, you know, again, I I don't want to really drag Marcheseau through the mud here because there have been countless moments where he has shown up for this club and he has put them on his shoulders and he has delivered. Um, it's one, one mistake that costs you a massive game in the context of where you're at this season against an opponent you expect to win in a big game for Jack Eichel. But, you know, again, as I mentioned, it all, you can erase all of this. Almost all of this can be undone tomorrow night if the Golden Knights go out there and have a phenomenal game against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in JR. JR, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing okay. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing well. Uh, first of all, uh, let me say... Um, I'm not a Golden Knights fan, um, and I'm sorry your team lost tonight. Mm -hmm. um, I'm actually uh, a fan of Ottawa, and I was at the game Sunday, and I just wanted to say that everyone I encountered at the arena was super nice to me, awesome. even though I was, I was from the opposing team. The, the arena staff was very nice. Uh, the fans I met were very nice. They gave me a lot of compliments, and they were just very friendly. And 
I just wanted to say that um, uh, I, I appreciate the generosity I received on Sunday at the arena. So um, that's, that's my main thing. I was calling to talk about, and then, um, you know, I, the only thing about the game is uh, I think it should be commended and celebrated about uh, Andy's 300th win tonight. Yeah, you know what, Jr. Thank you for bringing that up. At Craig Anderson, 300 career NHL wins. That that is um, a milestone for a goaltender. And you know, uh, Craig Anderson, he's been around the block. He's done uh, quite a bit. Obviously, I, I understand the Ottawa connection for you, and, and thank you for the call, Jr. So yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. It's no small feat to get to 300 career NHL wins as a goaltender, and it should be celebrated. Uh, so stick tap, well done to Craig Anderson. We're back to wrap it up next on the extended postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights fall 3-1 to to the Buffalo Sabres. Vegas 32-23-4, 68 points third in the Pacific Division. Currently, we'll get another opportunity to get right back at it tomorrow against the Pittsburgh Penguins. And for the Golden Knights, I think that's what you got to do. you got to just flush this one and come into tomorrow night. I'm thinking if you get a good result, if you are able to find something, you can erase what has been a disappointing start to this five-game road trip. That's going to do it for me here. Thanks to Jed Donaldson down here keeping everything sounding great. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping me on the air. And thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It's not easy after these games, but I'm glad we got through it together. Until tomorrow, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.